You're listening to the Twisted Sisters podcast with Allie, a fiery realtor queen, and Samantha, a gypsy wandering her way through life while navigating being a rock star woman with ADHD. Both are former teen moms of two who have faced challenging adversities. They're here to break stereotypes, get real with you about the messiness of life, and remind you that we're all just a little twisted. Hello and welcome to the Twisted Sisters podcast. I am one of your hosts, Samantha Mello. Ellie Angren is out this week. She has some amazing, incredible things going on in her life and I'm so excited for her. So if you guys see her or you uh, you see her on social media or anything, give her a shout out, show her some love. She is working hard to... Uh, sell her house and purchase a new one, which we've all talked about, as well as all the family stuff of summer ending and the kids and uh, maintaining work. So I told her I would take this week and she can have a week off and um, I thought it would be fun. So I hope everybody had um, has just been having a great start to summer. I know this weather really, really helps, um, but life still kind of carries on. (laughs) Um, Today, I am going to talk about uh, impact and character. Um, So the way I got on these subjects is actually I got, I kept getting asked about my tattoo on my forearm. And for those of you who've never seen it, it is the word impact with the semicolon as the I. Um, So I thought I would share why I got this tattoo, how I came to this, and kind of the meaning behind it. But it led me to um, some things I wanted to discuss. It kind of led me down a rabbit hole of, I will get into all of it, but um, digging into character and impact and how these two really go together. So I... For those of you who are new to listening to our podcast, um, go back and listen to like our second and third episodes ever in our first season and you'll learn about Allie and I. Um, In my story, I share a lot about everything I've been through and part of my story is I lost my significant other and my daughter's father um, to suicide. Um, He you can go back and you can listen to the story. So I'm not going to get too far into it. But um, after he passed, we obviously had a funeral and made arrangements. And um, we had to do his eulogy. And I don't know if any of you guys have been to a funeral, but eulogies can kind of be interesting. It's a story of their life. You're talking about the person and I had never been to many funerals before this. I had maybe been to, I don't know, three, four. And it always felt like it depends on the person and the religion and where you're at and what it is. The eulogies just kind of varied. Um, And for him, I felt like he deserved a great story on his life. Um, Because with suicide, it can take such a precedence of their 
their life. Um, and just because the way you left shouldn't dictate all the years you were here and all the time that you spent on earth doing such amazing things. So I really wanted to just show who he was as a person, who he was growing up, what he loved. And I was struggling because obviously having a three and a half, four month old, I was struggling and I was grieving and I was sad. But I knew that if anybody could give his life justice, it would be me. Um, We shared pretty much absolutely every single detail of our lives together. So I knew, and it was like the good, bad, and the ugly. Um, I knew a lot about this man. And I, he loved my writing. He loved how I spoke. And so I knew if anybody was going to do it justice, it was going to be me. So I sat and I, I could not figure out how I wanted to write this. I, I just, I didn't know how to start it. I don't know if you guys have ever sat in school and had a paper to write And you know what you want to talk about, but you cannot get that first line out on the piece of paper to get it going. It can be absolutely horrifying and it can cause you just basically paralysis of the mind and of your thoughts, everything. And once you get that first line, it feels like everything flows, um, I had such a great support system and friends and an old friend of mine was visiting um, from out of town and she was like, I would love to take you out for coffee and just chat. And I said, absolutely. She's like, what do you need? And I, I said, I needed help finding an outfit to wear for the funeral because I had nothing. I had just had a newborn. None of my regular clothes were quite fitting right, and she was so sweet and so kind, and she took me. We went shopping, and she bought me a a couple different outfits that I felt pretty in, that I felt comfortable in, and it was just amazing. And I was sharing with her how I was struggling with coming up with the first line of his eulogy. (laughs) And um, she took that, and she left. We left, and we had a great time, and she ended up messaging me and she was like, there was a movie I saw and it was, I, I, honestly, I can't even remember the movie right now. But she goes, there was this phrase about impact. And the phrase was, our lives are made up of a series of impact. And it was like, bing, there it is. So I took that and I loved it. And I took it and I put my own spin on it. And it was our lay, our lives, excuse me, our lays, our lives are made up of a series of impact. And when I really started thinking about it, not every impact is always positive. Our lives are made up of positive impacts and really hard impacts. I don't even want to say negative because we tend to learn and grow through those impacts. But we can all look back at our lives and think of the impacts that happened that shaped us forever. One of our biggest impacts in this world is the day we're born and the day we leave this earth. And in between there, all of the impacts that happen are what shape our character. So when I did his eulogy, I started off with the day he was born. And I went through his life and I talked about the series of impacts that shaped the direction, shaped his life, and what gave direction into each area 
um, that he went. And it was really beautiful. And I had so many people come up to me after and just say, like, that was absolutely incredible. And I can't, first of all, they were like, I can't believe you did that. But um, for me, I was like, there was nobody else that was going to be able to give his life the, the justice that it needed. Um, so this became just a way of thinking and a way of life for me. Um, it was like, what kind of impact am I making every day? What kind of impact, what kind of impacts have shaped me personally? Because we can all look back and think about moments in our life where we either A, made a choice and suffered major consequences, but it changed the whole trajectory of your life. Um, And we can look at great impacts and we can look at not so easy, really tough impacts. Some of those for me have been, you know, the the day that I found out I was pregnant for hate with my son, with my son. And I was 19 and realizing like a choice I made created this impact, but this impact in my life turned out to be one of the most incredibly positive, life-changing, character-building impacts I had ever had at that time. Um, There's relationships. There's Um, you know, not just kids, it's job changes, it's being fired from a job, it's moving, it's these huge, major, life-altering kind of decisions that happen. For some people, it's getting a DUI and getting your license, license suspended. It's not a positive impact, but it's something that changes the direction you were going and kind of puts this huge stop to your life and says, hey, like you got to redirect, you got to change what you're doing, you got to change how you're going and the way you're moving because this is not working. Some people get divorced and that is a major impact in your life. Getting divorced after spending time with people, not people, spending time with a person and committing to each other And that moment that you decide you want to get divorced is an impact. The moment that that divorce finally actually goes through is an impact in your life. Your life changes. And yes, we take these impacts and we grow and we move through them. But it's not always easy. And we also have really amazing positive impacts where we are offered this incredible job with an incredible pay increase where you find your most beautiful treasured house that you've always wanted and you're in a place and you buy this house and it changes your mind your perspective in the way that you are living and it it validates all the amazing things that you're doing we have positive impacts of launching products starting businesses Um, adopting children, like I can go on and on and on. And we also leave impacts on people every single day around us. So impacts you leave on people every single day around you can be as simple as opening the door for somebody, sitting with them and actively listening to your friend, your mom, um, one of your clients, a customer, just a stranger on the street. 
And when you sit and you listen to them and you let them feel their emotions and you let them share, you could have impacted their day dramatically. Um, Other impacts, cutting people off while driving, um, taking a parking spot from somebody, going in and tearing somebody apart because your day's gone to shit and it's something that's out of their control and now you've just went in and screamed at them or you've yelled at somebody and that is an impact. You've left an impact on that person that day and it wasn't a positive impact. It was a tough thing to do to somebody. So every day you're making choices and the choices you make are leaving impacts every single place you go, every person you interact with. And these impacts tend to come off of our character. Now, character is interesting to me, and I don't think we talk about character enough. But, you know, a good question is, what is character? Um, character is the core of a person. Something that comes deep within and causes people to have a pattern of behavior. So when we're going to talk about core behaviors, our core behaviors are going to come from our core beliefs. Um, It's going to come from trauma. It's going to come from how we grew up. It's, it's, It's incredible the things that really shape our core, how we grew up, negative impacts that have happened in our lives, how they shaped us. So really how you're handling these things and whether you're choosing to face them or not is going to be what your character or what builds your character. Um, The phrase building character is really hard for me. Have you ever heard like somebody say like, oh, that's a character building moment and it's true to a point it's it's a tough situation you're in a place where it's hard you have a choice I mean I can I'm going to use divorce as as an example you're going through divorce and or a bad breakup right and it's extremely hard you both have your hurts you both are holding grudges towards each other you are figuring out what to do with your animals, with your kids, with your money. You're splitting your life up. You hold these grudges against each other, and it's not easy. But I really fully believe in those moments is when you really see people's true core character. You see the character that's been built in them and that they've allowed to be shaped. So, Ways that we're building character are based off these moments of impact. We have these moments of impact that show up and slap us in the face. And like I said, some are good, some are hard. But um, how are you going to react in those moments is really going to be based off your character. Are you guys staying with me? (laughs) You want to find people who have a strong character to associate opposed to a weak character. That's easier said than done. And I know that we want to go find those people, but I believe that in order to find people like that, you have to be aware of yourself and your character. Um, 
what is a strong character? A strong character are people who adapt, who are fluid, who can admit when they are wrong, who can learn from their experiences, from their impacts in life, who can take criticism, who can work with other people. It goes all over the place. But you want to pay attention to who you're surrounded by, how people live every day. I fully believe when you meet people, Every when life is good and the birds are chirping and the sun is shining, you're going to see the mask. And the mask is happy. It's easy. It's good. It's Everything's great. But it's when life gets hard, when people are faced with tough choices, when people are faced with things that challenge them is really when you're going to see somebody's character. And it can be really rough when you see somebody's true character. That's why they say like in relationships, right? Um, Go through things with them. Go through the fights. Go through tough times because that's really when you're going to see people's true genuine character. It's a lot harder to mask when it is rocking your world. And uh, you want to see that side of people. You want to see that side of a person. Because if you don't, you're going to get in these tough places and you're really going to see that revealed. So um, show me who you are in the storm because that is going to be who you are. How you choose to face a storm is really going to give us direct insight into that core character because life is full of disappointments. Life is full of ups and downs. But how you respond and react in those moments is going to be truly what is inside of you. And the things that build your core characters are going to be situations that have happened throughout your life, you know? And we can say, yeah, things that happen are completely unfair at times. It's not fair losing people you love. It's not fair when you are cheated on by the person you you trusted the absolute most. It's not fair... To have a parent abandon you. It's not fair to have these incredible moments in life. These impacts in life that shape you. But they do. And we can't shove it down. You can't hide it. You can. You can put the facade on. But when these moments of impact come on or excuse me, come in, that's when you're going to see the true character. This is really good to see, or I would say to take a good look at the people around you and who you're surrounding yourself with, and also a good way to look at yourself deep in your soul and say, what kind of character do I have? Who am I and how did I get here? I challenge you to sit down with a piece of paper and go, 
what are my moments of impact? Have one side that is good moments of impact and have one side that were really tough moments of impact that changed the trajectory of your life, that made you stop going in a direction of maybe destruction, maybe addiction, maybe self-loathing. The list can kind of go on and on. Make a list. Sit down with yourself and look at these moments of impact and appreciate them. And so when you go through and you're looking at these moments of impact, I want you to feel the emotion that comes with them. When you're looking at your positive moments of impact, you're going to feel a sense of joy. You're going to feel a sense of accomplishment. You're going to feel a sense of love. You're going to feel these feelings and you're going to smile and you're going to think back to that. But it's going to be a little bit harder when you look at the harder impacts of life. When you look at that time that I don't even know that you got fired from a job because you screwed up somehow in life. You were getting caught up in maybe drinking and you were getting caught up with a bad relationship and you were stuck in a place and it was starting to affect the rest of your life. And you went and you drank at the bar and you are driving home because you think you're fine and you get pulled over and you get this DUI and your license gets clipped on the spot. And now you're paying a ton of money to get your license reinstated. Now you are having to get a pass or a a special license just so that you can drive during work hours. I mean, this can affect your life in so many ways, right? But you're going to think of that moment and I want you to sit and I want you to think of how you felt in that moment. Was it shame? Was it guilt? Were you angry? Were you sad? Were you frustrated? And let yourself fully feel what you were feeling in those moments. The moment of impact where you watched your parent walk away from you and you felt so sad and you felt so abandoned and you had these feelings and sit with it let yourself cry let yourself feel angry let yourself punch a pillow let yourself feel what you need to do or not what you need to do excuse me feel what that felt like because more than likely in these moments of impact you felt it for a second But then you had to take it and you had to shove it down and you had to keep moving in life because A, that's what we're taught. That's how we learn to keep going and you put your mask back up and you fight through it. And we got to fight. You got to just keep moving forward because you don't have the ability to let this affect you any more than it already has. And if you do, it's going to just spiral. And, and in the positive impacts, it's, you know, it can go the opposite way too. You know, when you have your amazing promotion and you get this amazing raise and it's incredible and now you're able to live a more relaxed lifestyle, you get to live in a more flow state and that stress and that worry is gone and that is a huge moment of impact. But so many times 
we that happens and we forget to embrace it and enjoy it and say, hey, I am so proud of me. You take it and you go, yes, that's amazing. You celebrate and then all of a sudden you just jump right back into it and you forget to sit with yourself and say, hey, Samantha, I am so incredibly proud of you and get to feel the joy and get to feel the excitement and truly genuinely sit with yourself and say, wow, I am so proud of you. I am so proud of you because in that moment, you are showing those parts of yourself love. And in those moments where you're grieving and you're showing your parts, uh, those moments of impact and you're, you're feeling the emotions that might come along in what you view as more of a harder, difficult way, you're showing those parts of yourself love. You're giving yourself space to feel the emotion. Because a lot of times growing up, and going through life and being in relationships, we're taught time and time again that either A, we're not allowed to feel the emotion because if we show anger, it will affect people around us. Um, a lot of times our parents and the people or our caregivers, our caregivers, the people who have raised us, um, it's a lot harder for other people to be emotionally secure enough to understand your anger. And so you have to push that down even though you're still learning emotion, even though you don't understand why you might be feeling angry, you don't understand. You just know when you're a kid or when you're a teenager, you're just feeling this way. You could punch a wall right now. You feel so frustrated and you don't know how to handle this hanger this hanger <laughs> hangry is a thing too <laughs> but you don't know how to process this emotion and instead of you know your caregiver or the person that is in charge you know is, is raising you saying like I understand that you're feeling angry and I understand that you're in this place how can I help you in these moments release this anger or help you identify what is causing the anger and break it down and just allow you to feel that, a lot of times it's you're isolated. It's go to your room until you're happy. I'm not going to put up with this. You're not. It's, it's a, they take it as a sign of uh, respect issues or you're disrespecting them. And instead of having the tools, which really none of us are given, you guys, like nobody's really given these tools to be like, this is how you properly manage somebody with anger or with sadness or in happy states. And we, we're not. We're all just doing the best we can with what we know how. And, and unless you're an emotionally mature and secure person, you're going to take those emotions and you're going to take it personally through your filter, through what's going on with you. And you're going to say, if your parent is going through a divorce and a tough time in life, they're going to take that emotion that you're sending them and they don't have the ability to regulate the emotion themselves. So they don't have the ability to sit and go like, I know this anger has nothing to do with me, right? Because they've never been taught how to process their emotions. And so if you look at it like a bucket full of water that's sitting under this leak, then like every time it sprinkles, it rain. When it rains, it pours. Have you ever heard that, right? 
So when you have all this emotion pouring into this bu- this bucket, your bucket's going to be filling up, right? And you might have a couple days where it doesn't rain and so a little bit evaporates and it's good and the bucket goes down. But then you have this day where it is downpouring and it feels like anything that could be going wrong is going wrong and awry and your bucket is just filling up. And so then when you have somebody else coming through and they're going to pour their water, aka their emotions into your bucket, and now all of a sudden your bucket's overflowing and you're going, I can't handle this. I can't handle this. It's that feeling. And that's why we can't regulate emotions. That's why it's so important as people, it doesn't matter if you are a where you're at in life on how to go in and and learn emotional healing. How to go in and allow yourself to look at those parts that either A, you've never been able to feel, B, you've never felt, um, or you've never even witnessed anybody feeling those, right? How to go in and really meet them face to face and say, okay, what is it? What is this causing me to feel? And how do I sit with this and feel it? So when you, and, and, and throughout doing this process, you're going to build character. And so in those times of sporadic events, moments of impact, somebody's cutting you off while driving, and that is when your character is going to show. Are you going to bitch and swear them out and say all the worst things and take it personally? Or are you going to let them go and you're going to go, oh, never, you know, and it's, it's going to be just like a fleeting moment, a fleeting thought. And it doesn't, it might be like a shock. It might be a little bit like, whoa, but it doesn't even impact you because you don't have that core wound in there. You're, you're processing those emotions. So that is where your character is going to come out. And this goes along with relationships. This goes with dating. This goes with people you're surrounded by, your bosses, your co-workers, your friends, your parents, your um, children. It is so amazing to sit and watch and really get a, a, a front seat to people's characters and who they are. And I really feel if we sat and we took these small moments where you see people's true genuine character come out, you would be really surprised at, no, maybe you wouldn't be surprised. Maybe you wouldn't be surprised at all, but it would be a great indicator of to who they are to their core. There is a quote by the famous ancient Greek philosopher, her, uh, I, I botch his name every time. I think it's Heraclitus. But the quote is, character is fate. So your character is creating what happens to you in life. And I don't know if you guys have ever heard it, the phrase and the, um, the major thing that is, is taught in your healing is that we create our own reality. 
So your character is part of creating your reality and your fate. What you're focused on, what you're deciding to look at within yourself. And I feel like a lot of this can get really taken like, everything's positive and everything's great. And if I just keep telling myself that it's going to build this amazing reality and it absolutely will. Um, you know, in those times of, uh, I would say, the small moments where you're, you have the choice to join in on gossip and talk some crap about somebody and you have the choice to sit back and either say something positive and choose not to join in, that's a huge moment of realization of what your character is and where you're at. So in those moments, are you choosing to join in? Is it easier? Because is that really, truly, genuinely how you feel about the person? Is it really, truly, genuinely what you want to be putting out? Or when you look back, do you think, I don't know why I even said that stuff. I don't even truly, genuinely feel that way. I just kind of got caught up in the moment. And I got caught up with the people I'm around. So it makes you sit back and say, if I am being impacted by people around me, if I'm not strong enough to have my own voice, do I, A, either need to go take a true look at myself and say, I don't want to be doing this anymore. How can I change this? Or B, do I really want to surround myself with these types of people? Is this really what I want to be surrounding with or surrounded with? And do I have the emotional strength to stick up and say, I can hang out with you guys, but I'm not going to talk like this. I don't want to do this. And those are two great avenues for it. But you have to do what you really feel is best for you. Um, So if you really love the people you're hanging out with, you can say like, I don't want to talk about this stuff. So if we're going to talk about this, then I'm going to, I'm going to walk away. Or that can be a moment of impact where you stand up and you say, I really care about that person. I think that they have a great heart and that's not my experience. So I don't want to sit and be a part of this. And that's huge. But with that all being said, um, this was just a really, when I started digging into this myself, it was like, I loved how they all kind of flow together. Um, and I don't even think I realized that I was doing these steps <laughs> in my in my healing journey until I really looked and said, oh, like that's what I've been doing. I was doing it more intuitively, which was awesome. But to sit down and really have a guideline of like, oh, that's what's building my character. It's those moments of um, impact. It's these moments that you sit and wonder, am I doing what my heart truly, fully desires. And sometimes life has a way of making the decision for you and saying like, I've given you sign after sign after sign to slow down. And you know what? Now you have, you know, now you're sick. 
Now you're going to be physically ill because you couldn't slow down. You needed to slow down. And now you're not. And so now I'm going to force you to slow down. So now you're forced to slow down. So that's a moment of impact. You get really sick. You're slowing down. How are you going to move out of that? What is your character going to show in that moment? And um, I know you're thinking like character when you're sick. How does that show? I mean, it shows in so many ways. You're not feeling well. Are you going to take it out on people around you? Are you going to take the stress out on others? Are you going to sit and embrace it? Embrace yourself and love yourself during that time? It's important to sit and really show some of these parts of yourself love and compassion. Because if you're looking for that for out from outside sources, when that outside source is gone or not available or if they're going through a hard time, that source is, excuse me, that source is not going to be there. And you're going to be in it with yourself. Um, This was one of the best things I ever started doing for myself personally. Was when I wrote down these different moments of impact. And said, did I really sit and allow myself to feel in these moments? And some of them I did. Absolutely. But it's interesting because when I was writing them down, it was like those moments. I'm like, oh, I totally forgot about that. Because I, I, and, and some of them were good and some of them were bad. But I forgot about it because I sat and I allowed myself to be in it and fully embrace it and be present in the moment and um, really feel the emotion that I was feeling connected to that impact. Um, and the ones that you remember right off the bat are kind of the ones I was like, oh yeah, these are ones that I have not allowed myself to really fully feel the emotion that came along with it. And so often we think, oh yeah, I, I got to, I allowed myself to feel angry and it was like you got to be angry for a day or you didn't get to be angry, but in your head you were angry but you really didn't get to feel that anger because you had to mom, you had to go to work, you had to do that. And so when you're taking these moments to yourself and you're meditating and you're writing or you're in the car and you get these, you're in a long drive or whatever, these are great times to sit with yourself and pull out your list and start looking at it and reflecting back and giving yourself the space and yourself the energy To sit and either show those parts of yourself love and feel the joy and the abundance that came along and the excitement or look at some of them and say, oh wow, I just was going from one moment to the next to the next and I really never allowed myself to feel sad. And it's interesting because it's like sometimes all it takes is reading that and saying it out loud and your body will just cry and you feel it. And it's not as awkward as you would believe it to be. (laughs) But I recently just had a moment where 
I realized some areas that I was still holding a lot of anger on, attaching anger to. And uh, it was really weird because I was like, how do you even start to feel angry? Like, where do you even begin? And I found myself really feeling silly. Like, I was like, ah, said some swear words. and But I had to replay these stories, you know, uh, replay the incidents, the incidences in my head and out loud. Actually, I verbally said it. And I was like, okay, like, I know that this anger is in there. But I just sat there and I was like replaying and I was like, oh, yeah, that was so frustrating. But I'm like, how this is so gosh, dang it. This was frustrating. And it's like you're still can't even get there. And eventually it was like the more I thought about it and the more I got into and allowed myself to get back into that, that impact that happened. It was like that was not fair. That felt so not fair. Like, how dare you abandon me? How dare you do this to me? And it was like, along with those ang and and along with that came the anger. And I started just like kind of saying, like, F you and this and that, and F you for doing this to me, and F you for doing that to me, and F you for allowing me or making me feel like I wasn't enough. And then it came into like punching the air and it was like it was so funny because in a, in a moment I was in it and then a moment I stepped out of myself and I was like laughing at myself like you look so ridiculous but it was like you don't and then it was like that other thing in your head going no you don't re- look ridiculous this is absolutely okay to feel it is okay to feel that it's okay and it's absolutely understandable that you would be feeling this. So it's funny because you'll have this balance between your subconscious and your conscious side. And so with everything, that was just a little story of mine. But I just, I really wanted to share this with you guys because this has been such a really cool aha moment for me, I guess, of like, oh, I see how all of this is linked. And so if you're looking at yourself and you're like, I, I would say the biggest way to start is how is your character showing up? You know, are you able to smile at people? Are you able to do nice things? Are you able to hold the door? If somebody gives you a compliment, are you able to receive it and say thank you? Or, or do you come back with, oh, whatever, no, 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 no. And do you kind of push that compliment away? When somebody wants to give you something, are you able to receive it? In tough moments, in those little moments throughout the day when you're cut off, when somebody cuts you off in the grocery line, when, you know, you're stressed out and you've had no sleep and your kid is, you know, (laughs) asking for hundreds of things like what's happening in those moments in your character and what are people around you doing and are you happy with that? Does it feel right? Does it sit well with your soul? Does it sit well with your body? Your body's going to tell you. Because if your body's getting sick, if you're breaking out in hives, if you're having stress reactions, you are holding on to things and you are harboring it. 
Um, and it's going to come out one way or another, whether it's out of a burst of emotions. But if you're really, really solid at holding all those emotions in, your body's going to start reacting in ways. So I really loved getting to talk about this. And thank you for listening to my ramble, my rambling on and my filler words of uh and oh and like. (laughs) I'm really trying to get better at it. But when you start when excuse me, when I personally start talking about things that I really enjoy and I'm really into, it is kind of hard to change up you guys and I am not good at like writing out a whole script and like going line by line but um, I just want to leave you with that quote one more time by the famous ancient Greek philosopher character is fate so keep working on yourself give yourself grace show all the different parts of yourself love and compassion and understanding that you always wished somebody else would come in and do for you. It starts with you. And I guarantee when you start to do this, your eyes are going to keep opening a little bit more and your eyes are going to keep opening up a little bit more. And healing is not easy. But as you go through, you're going to have this huge moment of healing and then you might have to just rest you might have to just sit and be and let yourself and your body and your mind and your soul kind of regenerate again and then you'll get these you'll get some more energy and something else will be brought to your attention but keep your awareness open keep your eyes and your mind and your soul open to receive the things that you're seeing around you because I feel like whatever you believe in, whether you are um, spiritual, whether you are religious, you know, God, spirit, this goes all around. Um, But there's always signs around us. There's always signs being given to you every single day um, of support. And also indicators of these impacts, these impacts that happen that will be indicators and trigger. I don't even like the word trigger. I just, I don't even want to use that. So let's take trigger out. That will highlight that area that needs to be kind of looked at. So I love you all. Thank you for listening. And I hope you have a fabulous week. Stay twisted, everybody. Thank you for listening to the Twisted Sisters podcast. We'll now leave you with a little bit of wisdom from Allie and Samantha. Imperfection is beauty. Madness is genius. And it's better to be absolutely ridiculous than absolutely boring. Twisted Twisted sisters. Sisters. We're all a little twisted.